Hi, welcome to Claybrook Chats with Barb. As we sit here in Claybrook and chat, I will introduce you to some of my creative and interesting friends who live in a small community in Northeastern Ohio. Hopefully as we chat, you'll learn something new or educational, maybe humorous, but always positive. My goal is to have you pause at the end and say, wow, I didn't know that. And just maybe you will tell some of your friends and family about it and come back and listen to my next Claybrook chat. Talk to you later. Bye. Welcome to Claybrook Chats. How many of you know what an alpaca is? If your answer is, I have no idea, then be sure to keep listening. Karen Basella is the owner of Victoria Lane Farms on Metz Road, and she raises alpacas. She is going to tell us how and why she got started with these particular critters and what she does with them. This podcast really meets my requirement of being full of, gee, I didn't know that, statements. After listening to this podcast, you just might want to make a short trip up to Victoria Lane Farms and check out her alpaca family. Well, hi, Karen. Hi, Barb. I'm so glad that you were able to stop back over and talk to me again. Um, This time, we're going to talk about your post-retirement hobby, which is... Let's see, can I say growing alpacas? Oh, growing alpacas. That's <laughs> okay. a good way to describe it. Yes. And I don't think anybody, that very many people even know that you have this hobby. Uh, probably not. No. So start out with telling me what has happened since the uh, you left EP China. Well, since I left EP China, which I think was in 1996 or 97, something like that. Um, I went back to school. Uh, I got a degree in human resources and I went to work uh, for a company in East Liverpool. It was called WTI at that time. Uh, Since then, it's changed names several times. It became, um, it was Von Roll WTI, then it became Heritage WTI, and now it's Heritage Thermal Services. So it's the hazardous waste incinerator in East Liverpool. Um, I enjoyed a career there for, I think, 11 or 12 years as the NHR manager. And then I moved on to a job in Youngstown as an HR manager at a company called Exol. And I retired from there uh, back in, well, it was five years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah. So one thing to the next. Yes. What's wrong with us that we don't know how to stop? I don't know, but I said <laughs> I've never been so busy as I am since I've retired. I can I can testify to that. I'm that way too. So, um, so you started this um, alpaca thing. Mm-hmm. So first off, let's tell everybody what is an alpaca. An alpaca is a member of the camelid family. They are actually there are five members of the camelid family and they're all related there are alpacas vicuñas guanacos llamas and camels are all related i guess you would say they were all cousins of each other wow and what's the name of the family camelid camelid mm-hmm. what does that mean it Is just it? means a member of the camelid family oh. yeah camelids i guess they, the name comes from camel which mm-hmm. is one of the members of the cam, cam camelid family 
So obviously they didn't start here in the United States. No, they did not. Um, alpacas originated in South America, primarily in the countries of Chile, Peru, and Bolivia. Oh. And many Peruvian alpaca, Peruvian alpacas are the most valued alpacas, at least when they were first imported into the United States. Mm -hmm. Most of them came from Peru. Um, I have a few, I have, or I've had a few or have now that have a Chilean uh, descent. And I've had a couple from Boliv Bolivia also. Wow. Okay. Yes. So what purpose do they serve? I, I camels carry people mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. What do alpacas do? They're smaller. Right. Um, they're smaller than llamas. Llamas are still used for backpacking sometimes, but um, unfortunately, um, not unfortunately, but alpacas are smaller than llamas. Um, an adult alpaca usually weighs between 150, 200 pounds. And usually they're, I primarily, I'm about 5'5 five, five tall, and I can usually look an alpaca right in the eyeballs. So they have long necks. Um, their back probably comes up to about my waist. Uh -huh. So I chose alpacas just primarily because it was an animal that I could handle by myself. Uh -huh. um, I've always loved horses, but horses, I didn't want an animal that was bigger than myself that I would have a more difficult time handling. So really I chose a good alpacas. Move. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are they like? I, I've seen pictures of them and they're so cute. They have a cute little face on them. Mm -hmm. Do they have a personality or they like dogs and cats that they want to cuddle or do they have little games they play or? Alpacas are not cuddly animals. In Aww. fact, yeah, they're not like a dog or a cat like that. When you call them by their name, they will come to you. Alpacas are, they still have an instinct of fight or flight. And they really don't have much of a fight mechanism in that their only defense mechanism is either to kick, run, or spit. <laughs> spit, okay. And my alpacas sometimes, everyone always asks, you know, have you ever been spit on or do they spit on you all the time? And I'm like, no. The only time I've ever been spit on is when I am trying to give them a shot or an injection of something mm -hmm. and they try to spit on me. Um, usually I'm able to avoid it. Or if I get caught in the crossfire between two <laughs> feed dishes and they're fighting over feed, then I... Some spitting may occur. Yes, some spitting may occur. <laughs> but normally they're not an animal that's just going to come up and spit on you. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Because mm -hmm. they are cute. They are. And they have the most beautiful big eyes. Uh-huh. And maybe I could put some pictures up too yes. on, on my Facebook page mm -hmm. of them okay. to get me some pictures. Mm -hmm. um, so where are you growing these alpacas? I have a little farm out in New Waterford, okay. um, just right outside of East Palestine. It's a small three acre farm. Um, my house and my garage sit on about one acre and then my barn with the um, two pastures uh, take up about two acres. Okay, and how many alpacas do you have? I have nine currently. Wow. Um, two of them are my own. Mm -hmm. I have the two original um, babies that were born, the first babies that were born to animals that I own. I have kept them, and then I board seven alpacas oh. for a friend that lives in Florida. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, how did you get interested in alpacas? That's not something that 
an average girl from East Palestine would go, I'm going to grow some alpacas. No, um, back in 2004, um, some friends of ours had alpacas. They had acquired a couple alpacas. They lived in Salem and they invited us up to see the alpacas. So we went to their, their small farm. It was on Stewart Road where I grew up in Salem, but they, it was funny because they had a nice big in-ground swimming pool in the backyard and the alpacas were living in their pool house. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to tell me they were in the swimming no. pool. <laughs> no, but they were living in the pool house. I believe they had maybe four alpacas at that time. And when I saw them, I thought I was very curious about them. Mm -hmm. And and they seemed very interested and curious about humans, but they were very, their instinct, of course, was not to come near humans. But I thought they would be a challenging animal to get them to like me as a human being. Mm -hmm. So I went home after that and I did some research on alpacas. And back in 2004, Many people in the U.S. were starting to invest in alpacas and they were using them as an investment. And it was kind of like a, I guess you would say, a pyramid scheme in that you would buy alpacas from someone. You would breed them maybe with a male that the previous owner had, and then you would have babies and then you could sell the babies. So you would have, you know, you're buying them as an investment and you could breed a female alpaca about once a year because their gestation period is 11 and a half months. And they say normally the time to rebreed a female is about two weeks after they've given birth. Wow. So about you could technically have a baby alpaca about once a year. Mm -hmm. So I decided, you know what? This sounds like a good investment to me. I, I went and visited a, several different alpaca farms to see what they were like and how people were raising them, what it took, you know, how much pasture and, you know, what kind mm -hmm. of a shelter. And so then I originally, I purchased my first two female alpacas from the friends that originally started them. Now they, by that time um, in 2005, they had their own farm, a big barn, and they also had some camels. So yes, on their farm. You didn't get a camel. Did no, you? I okay. didn't get a camel, even though I thought they were the coolest animals, but um, bought two alpacas and I kept them at their farm. And uh, one of them had a male baby, Kriya. Um, the baby alpacas are called Kriyas. One of them had a male Kriya at side and the other one um, had just been bred. So I knew I wouldn't have a baby for about a year. Mm -hmm. So um I bought those first two females. Their names were Victoria and Carmen. So since Victoria was technically my first, I named my farm name Victoria ah. Lane Alpacas. Oh, that's mm -hmm. nice. Yes. Yeah. Now, do they take a, a big space, like a big barn, or do they kind of no. commingle, or do they have each have their own little stall? Or Well, um, they don't have to have their own stall, but you do have to keep the males and females separate. Um, so you do have to house them separately unless you want babies all the time. Um, so uh, I, when I first moved to my small farm, I divided my pasture in half, my two acre pasture in half, and I kept the males on one side and females on the other side. Mm. They say you can raise seven to 10 alpacas per acre. Huh. But a lot of people, many people don't have pastures for their alpacas. They do what they call dry lot them. 
and they just um, basically sustain the alpacas by feeding them by by feeding them hay. Mm -hmm. They can survive on just a on just hay, but a lot of owners, myself included, supplement with a grain mixture. Um, you can buy already made grain for alpacas, or I mix my own. It's a mixture of steamed rolled oats, um, alfalfa pellets, and um, some beet pulp. And that has been the best thing I found. And my alpacas do really well on that. And that was one of my next questions. What do they eat? Yeah, what do yeah. they eat? Um, basically, they can survive on just, if you have nice pastures, they could survive on just nice um, orchard grass, if you have that type in your pasture, or you can buy orchard grass hay. Mm -hmm. And do they have to have a, a big space or they don't, do, do they run around or? They, they do. I mean, they lay around a lot when they're laying there. It, it's called cushing. So they tuck their legs up underneath them. So it's a, a cush position. Um, or they do get up. I mean, my, when in the springtime after a long winter and they've been closed off the pastures, when I first opened up the pastures, they run out to the pasture. They do this pronking where they bounce off of all four feet into the air. They're just off, you know, off the four and they're just bouncing around. And when you have Kriya's babies, they do that a lot in the evening time when the sun is just getting ready to go down. The babies will pronk around the pasture, but oh, my, it's fun to see the older females do it in the springtime. I could just mm -hmm. see us out there pronking <laughs> around. <laughs> Whoopee! Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they just go out and they entertain each other. So yes. you don't really have to do much with them yeah. other than feed them and take them out. Feed them and clean up the manure. Clean I, I clean up manure twice a day. Is um, it fertilizer that? Or it is, is it... great fertilizer. Uh -huh. It is one of the best fertilizers. A lot of organic um, farmers use alpaca manure. It's very low in nitrogen. It doesn't burn. You can put it on anything right away so it won't mm -hmm. burn your crops or whatever it is you're raising. So a lot of people even, you know, use it for their gardens. Uh -huh. So Anytime anyone wants any free alpaca manure, all you have to do wow. is bring me a bucket or a bag or something, <laughs> come to my farm and I will give it to you. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yep. There you go. So you buy these, you breed them. Mm -hmm. Then what do you do with them? Okay. Well, you, they're, they're valued for their fiber. They are a fiber animal. Um, their hair, their fur is very soft. It's very warm. They say it's softer than cashmere and warmer than wool. Wow. So anything made from alpaca is a wonderful product. And I know, Barb, you've seen stuff. You've uh, come to our I have a hat, store. too. Have a hat. Yes. A very it's nice hat. Very soft, um, mm -hmm. very warm um, alpaca uh, fiber. They're trying to promote it more in the United States. There are a lot more alpaca farmers in the U.S. and a lot more people getting things done with alpaca fiber. So hopefully someday um, we'll see it, you know, more more prevalent in the U.S. Right now, um, one of the co-ops I belong to is sending a lot of the fiber that they've collected over to um, Europe and they're making carpet out of. Yeah, they're making carpet oh. from alpaca. Um, a lot of fine Italian uh suits are made from alpaca Ooh, my. yes i bet they're soft and they're very soft yeah. and and very it, this it's a beautiful fiber and if you've never 
felt it or touched it mm -hmm. or worn it, um, you're missing out. Yeah. So what do you make out of it then? What we do with our fiber, we probably take about 50 to 75% of it and we send it to a mini mill. Um, we use a mill down in um, Southern Ohio. It's called America's Natural Fiber Works. And they make our um, fiber. They us we usually have it blended with 20% merino and they make it into yarn. And then when we get the yarn back, we have several people that knit for us. There are several local people. Um, Gail Babel is one, Paula Cope is another one. And then we have a lady in Boardman. Her name is Vicki Felton. They're all very accomplished knitters and they make us beautiful stuff. And we sell primarily at craft shows. We do um, Pioneer Days at Beaver Creek in the fall. Usually it's the first weekend of October. And then the second and third weeks of October, we're at Christmas in the Woods in Columbiana. And then the first weekend of December, we are at the um, Butler Art Institute in Youngstown for um, a Christmas craft show. And then my business partner, Lori Brooke, does the uh, Canfield High School craft show. So getting back to the the fiber, mm -hmm. not the fur, the fiber, yeah, fiber. Um, how often can you take that off? Shearing? Yes, yeah. it's okay. called how often um, do you being shear? shorn. And um, we take it off once a year. Usually our shearing date is around the beginning of May. And we hire someone to come in and he actually, you know, the alpacas have to be restrained to be shorn, um, but they shear off the fiber. It usually takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes per animal. They also, at that time, they trim their toenails. Um, they, they have, they don't have, <clears throat> they don't have hooves like horses. They have actually toes. It's a two pronged toe, very, very soft. So they're very easy on the earth on the ground, they don't tear up a pasture like a horse would. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna ask that quick, what's that person called? What, the that shears the animals? A shearer. A shearer, shear. yeah, shear. an alpaca shearer. Mm -hmm. yes. So it's not like a horse where you have to have horseshoes or, mm -hmm. or anything like no. that. Mm -hmm. um, then what about the the alpaca shows? I, I had, mm -hmm. I've seen some pictures of you on Facebook where you were standing there with a ribbon for one of your cute little alpacas. Mm -hmm. What, what about showing them? Is that a whole different side of this? This is a, a lot of people. If you are into if it originally, when I started into alpacas, I was into showing because I wanted to breed, raise and sell alpacas. That was my primary goal. And we purchased half of a, we owned half of a, a herd sire. His name was Balboa. And he was a very, he won a lot of uh, ribbons, a lot of awards. And he was, he was the national champion back in 2006, I believe. And um, we were able to sell a lot of breedings to him. So uh, not only we, we sold breedings to him, but we also bred him to a lot of my females. If they weren't related to him, I was breeding a female to him. And we had a lot of um, had a lot of great offspring from Balboa and we were able to sell almost all of them. I don't think I own I, I don't own any more Balboa um, mm -hmm. offspring. I've, I sold them all. And um, some of them went on to win a lot of awards also. So he was a very good um, Hurt sire, but anyway, showing 
is one way to get out there and promote your business mm -hmm. because other alpaca breeders see you at shows and they, you know, if you win awards or win ribbons, especially, you know, first or play first or second place or reserve or champion ribbons, um, that means primarily you've got a good animal. Uh, judging is based on 50% confirmation of the animal and 50% on their fiber. So do they come in different colors? Yes, alpacas come in 22 different natural colors. Wow. Yes. Now, <laughs> it sounds like a lot, but you have to be and keep in mind on the gray, in the gray animals, you have about six or eight different shades of gray. So each one can be a separate class. You have a rose gray, a silver gray, and then you've got light, medium, and dark in each of those colors. And black, you have true black and bay black. And brown, you've got dark brown, medium brown, and light brown. <laughs> and in fawn, same thing. So you've got three variations usually of each color. And then each one of those is cut separately, and then you could put those colors together to make a blend. Yeah, if you wanted to blend that. colors, you could, or you could keep it separate. Or And you can add, like to our yarn, we're starting to add a lot of different things. Like you can add Angelique to the yarn. It gives it glitter. You can add colored, like you can add colored sari silk to the yarn to give it different colors, to add different colors. And you can you can do a lot of different things with the yarn to make it different oh. and appealing to different people. So what type of things do you make out of the yarn? We make um, any type of, uh, we make, uh, as far as clothing items, we make hats, gloves, scarves, um, neck warmers, uh, mittens, you know, I already mentioned gloves, yeah. socks. Um, that's probably so mainly it. things to put against your body. Yes. And I would imagine that they mm -hmm. feel pretty good. Yes, they do. They're there. They feel pretty good. And then we make houseware items too. Um, out of the coarser alpaca fiber, we make dryer balls, which dryer balls are what you put in your dryer to yeah. eliminate the lint um it eliminates uh not eliminate yeah eliminates the lint but it makes your clothes a lot softer also mm -hmm. and they take out the static electricity um dryer balls are very environmentally friendly in place know, of dryer sheets in place of dryer sheets oh. yes yes and they can buy those at those craft shows that you yes, go to we have those at the you craft sell, shows. you sell a lot of those yes we oh. sell a lot of dryer balls oh. yes very interesting. Mm -hmm. See, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a good thing. You can also make some of the other houseware items are um, like small coasters. You can make seat cushions out of the um, felted fiber. I also make handbags, um, a lot of handbags out of felted alpaca fiber. Mm -hmm. hmm. About how long does an alpaca live? Alpacas live uh, between 20 to 25 years. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's a good investment then. Mm -hmm. Yes, it and is. And every year you get a you get production of fiber. Them. Yes. Now, oh. the older they get, sometimes the coarser the fiber gets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like so, just like us mm -hmm. getting older. <laughs> exactly. Like our hair gets coarser. Well, alpacas fiber. So the younger animals mm -hmm. always give you better fiber. But still, I have older animals that are still probably... 20 between 20 and 25 micron which is still it's still a pretty good Something degree like of fineness yes wonderful mm -hmm. so if people wanted to get in touch with you to buy any of these things ahead of time or mm -hmm. place an order how mm -hmm. would they do that they could give me a call okay. my um, mobile number is 
503-903-9561. Okay. Or they could shoot me an email at kbasella at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Either one of those. Um, my I live at 48216 Metz Road, okay. and in, it's in New Waterford. I would like to get more involved in agritourism, which is basically having people come visit my farm. So if you'd like to see an alpaca and see what they look like, all you need to do is give me a call. We'll schedule a time and you are more than welcome to come visit. Hey, that's a field trip. It's a field trip. (laughs) And and for the people out there who have children or grandchildren, Mm -hmm. you don't have to leave Columbiana County or even the East Palestine area to go to see some live alpacas. Right. Wonderful. That sounds like fun. Yes. It's a good time. People love to come see them and alpacas. They really like children because they aren't don't feel as threatened by someone who is shorter than them. So they are very interested and they're very gentle animals. They can't bite you because they don't have wait a minute, they don't have they don't have upper teeth. Oh. They just have a hard palate in the front oh. of their mouth and the top. So they only have bottom teeth in the bottom. Now, of course, they have molars on both the top and bottom you know, mm-hmm. in the back, because that helps them, of course, eat their food, yeah. but they can't really bite a person like a dog. Might nip you. Yeah, yeah. They might nipple. And, and I always let people feed the alpacas when yeah. they come. So you know, they just... tickle your hand when they eat. Mm. <laughs> How cute. <laughs> as long as they don't spit on you, right? right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, you haven't lived until you've been spit on by yes. an alpaca, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Well, that, that was really interesting. Thank you for coming. You're very welcome. Um, I uh, hope that maybe somebody will come out and visit you. Or I do. In the winter, I'll wear my hat with a little <laughs> sign that said, homemade, homemade. So. Right. Yeah, I would love to have visitors. All I request is that, once again, just call before you come. Once again, my number is 330-503-9561. Wonderful. I'll make sure I put that in the closing too. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Karen, for educating me and our listeners about your alpaca farm. If you are interested in visiting her farm, the address is 48216 Metz Road, New Waterford, Ohio. You can reach her by calling 330 503-9561 and her email is kbasella at gmail.com that is k-b-i-s-c-e-l-l-a at gmail.com and it is never too early to start your Christmas shopping and surprise someone with a special locally made alpaca hat or scarf You might also want to visit the Claybrook Chats Facebook page where I have posted some pictures of her alpacas. Be sure to listen next Tuesday for another chat with an interesting East Palestine community member and experience at least one, gee, I didn't know that, moment. Thank you for listening. Happy trails.